Welcome to Life's a Beach. I'm Bruce Hopkins, better known as Hoppo from Bondi Rescue. Each week I'll be sharing some stories, the good, the bad, and everything in between. I'll be chatting to guests about their life experiences and giving our listeners an insight to the challenges we have faced in our lives. We'll share a few jokes and some banter along the way, and hopefully our experiences will resonate with you. As the saying goes, while life's a beach, it can also be a bitch. Hi everyone, we're back from our summer break and I'm now out of lockdown. For our first show of the year, I'm joined by Aussie rock legend Shannon Knoll, plus Reedy is dropping in for some beach banner. This is Life's a Beach. Okay, I'm quite excited today. We've got a, a special guest in the uh, beach shack, Shannon Knoll. Knollsy, how are you, mate? Hey, buddy. How are you, mate? Good, thanks. Oh, it's good to see you. Nah, you too. Mate, just saying, you've got a uh, a new song out called Wonderful. You've just released it. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, mate. We released it towards the end of last year. Um, it's a bit of a tribute, I reckon, to the older school sort of big power ballads. Uh, I've always been a fan of that of that uh, style of music. I think a lot of the big bands like oh, Bon Jovi and Skid Row and stuff like that, mm. yeah, they're mainly remembered for their big power ballads. So, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I love a power ballad, mate. So it's, it's been a long time since I've done one too. I was probably lonely was the last one before that, which is a good right. decade ago. So, yeah, it's a, it's a nice bit of a song. It's really enjoyable writing it and, and it's great fun to play too, mm. which is terrific. How long does it take to um, write something like that? Is, is it, sometimes is it quicker than writing yeah. songs than others or it just oh, comes yeah. to you? Yeah, mate, definitely. Sometimes you can – like normally you aim at a, at a four-hour writing session depending on who you got in there and, and what yeah. the story is, you know, because the sort of rule of thumb is uh, if you haven't got it in four hours, you're not going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so a lot of times, but you'll get three quarters of the song done then you pop back in again and finish it off. Right. But normally you can get the basis of it down, not, not necessarily recorded, but you can get the bones of the idea down. Yep. Then obviously the producer can play with it and add some guitar parts or bass parts or keys or whatever, drum fills and all that sort of stuff. Yep. And then you come back in and, and you put another vocal on it and then you can do all your harmonies mm. after that and you can tweak the, tweak the lyrics uh, that, that second time around too. Right. So yeah, a little bit of fine-tuning here and there, mate, but um, it's, always, it's always nice to be able to come back and revisit it. You get a yep. bit of time to sleep on it and you might um, change a couple of things when you come back in. So, yep. you know, probably two sessions most times right. to, to, to hone it down, you know. Oh, that's pretty good. It's yeah. um. You know, that's something I've oh, – obviously, I can't sing or play one bit of music, you know, so I've got no idea. Yeah. Um, but with performing, yeah, you've done it for that many years now. Mm. Do you still get nervous? Like, I know when I race in, in, in competition, yeah. it doesn't matter how fit you are or how good you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. still yeah, that yeah. bit of nervous. Oh, yeah, of course, mate. I get anxious sort of energy. I sort of yeah. want to uh, – I, I get to a point where I've warmed up. I'm ready to go, so I just want to go on. I just want to get on, you know what I mean? I think to, to try and get that little bit of half a song nerves out of the system too, and once, you, once you're through that half a song, then you settle right in and you're in the moment, you know. I think there was a massive superstar there for years. He used to do the first three songs with his back to the crowd. Right, yeah. Until he got in the moment, you know, yeah, until yeah. he got felt comfortable. Yeah. So it is a little bit of that because you don't know how the crowd's going to react. Mm. You don't know what sort of crowd it's going to be, you know. Yep. Sometimes they're in it right, they're into it right from the get-go and, other times takes a bit of a bit of getting going, and other times, especially during this COVID time, they they've sort of been you know, pretty much muzzled. You're not allowed to sing, you're not allowed to clap, you're not allowed to show any appreciation <laughs> whatsoever. So it's pretty hard to get a gauge on how they're all travelling, you know. But because uh, I want, you know, the ultimate goal is to have everyone enjoy the experience and mm. and uh, and walk away with uh, with positive vibes from it, you know. 
Well, what with COVID, I mean, how's that affected your music in, in, in the industry? You know, it's oh. pretty much just stopped. Yeah, yeah, it's just crippled it, mate. Absolutely. I sort of lost 50 gigs by about eight, mid April last year. Right. I had the whole year booked out, and I normally do probably 80, uh, 80 to 100 gigs a year most times. Yeah. So we, we lost this, the whole three quarters of last year and sort of a lot of stuff from last year has been moved over to this year, postponed till this year. So it's sort of – it's like Groundhog Day a little bit. This The whole year's looking the same as last year, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> except, except uh, I'm just hoping this year goes ahead. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's it's been obviously tough for, for everybody involved, mate, not just, not just people – uh, in my situation, we're talking about you know sound guys, lighting guys, mm. you know stage techs, you know security guards, you know venue venue agents, all that sort of thing. So there's a great amount of people that have been affected by it. You know, yeah. more or less had their income taken away. And with a lot of the guys like the soundies and that sort of stuff, there a lot of them guys are working gig to gig. They're just doing they get a wage for that gig, you know. And all of a sudden you take that away and they haven't got uh, a lot to sort of. Um, to keep them mm. afloat, so it's it's been really difficult for for everyone involved, I think. But you know, I mean, it's been really difficult difficult for the majority of the population. Yeah. You know, with this whole thing, a lot of people haven't been able to get to work. You've got cafes and all that sort of stuff. You know, so people are uh, are really being put through the ringer, mate. Mm. So I'm just hoping that we can we can work out a better way to to move forward with you know the way it is now. They get a you know case in bloody. A state, and I want to shut the whole state right, down. Yeah, one person, like, that's yeah. yeah so I'm down. sort of, I can't see any. You know, longevity and that sort of thing happening because I think we're just going to have to learn to live with it a little bit. Yeah. I, I, but I'm no doctor. I wouldn't know, mate. But yeah. um, hopefully we can all get back to work soon and, yeah. and uh, you know, keep doing what we do. Well, I've noticed the beach. It's, um, you know, we've, we don't have any international tourists this year. Normally yeah, Bondi, yeah. It's, it's, it's packed, you know. And yeah, yeah. We're probably down 50% on crowds because yeah, there's yeah, no international. Yeah. We can see the effect there. I mean, we're lucky that, that there's still people going to the beach. There's still yeah. people to be rescued. You know, we still mm. rescue probably sixty five percent are Australian born and, and yeah, from right. Australia. So yep, yep. that keeps us in a job. But yep. you know, as you said, the all the shops and, and everything yeah. you can see they're really struggling. There's not oh. as many people around and yeah, it's tough. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I mean, you know, I, I sort of small business has, has really taken a pounding from it, you know what I mean? Just just uh put all your money into a into your dream, I suppose, and, and then you're not allowed to open. It's been really tough, you know. I, I, my, my biggest concern about the whole thing is the, is the effect it's going to have on mental health, mate, I think. Yep. You know, one massive thing that never gets mentioned on the news is, is the, you know, suicide rates have skyrocketed. Yep. Depression skyrocketed, all this sort of, all this stuff, mental health stuff that no one ever seems to talk about. I think it's probably killed, you know, five times more people than the pandemic itself. So yep. I think we need to start addressing... Um, things like that, like lockdown as well. You know, I, I just sort of I don't know how people do it. You know, just mm. locked in a room sort of thing. But it's obviously you know the the advised uh, health professionals' way yeah. of doing things. You know, which which is you know obviously their job and that. You know, but I think we just got to start addressing the elephant in the room a little bit, and and uh, th- and that's the effect that's having on uh, having on people's uh, mental health. Yeah, I agree. It's um something I think we should start you know speaking out about and talking about. We always mm. seem to push mental health and su- especially suicide. Yeah. No one wants to talk about it and push nah. it to the side. And, I mean, we cover the gap at uh, Bondi. And yep. you're right. Yeah. Our calls up there have increased yep. you know, due to, to COVID. People getting yep. locked away and, and Absolutely, you know, they, yeah. they can't deal with it, losing their, their jobs. And yeah. There's a lot of stress out there at the moment. Oh, massive amounts, mate. You know, um, it's it's a really worrying trend that's happening with it. And I, I, like you said, I think it's something that – that we need to be more vocal about, you know. I think, you know, mo- nearly everybody that you could ask 
walking down the street would have been touched by yeah. suicide or depression in some way yeah. or know someone or a family member or something like that. So, you know, I, I think at, at the very least it would be nice to start hearing some concern for it in the news instead yeah. of just COVID, COVID, COVID all the time because, yeah. you know, that's all you ever hear about but you don't hear about these other things that are getting progressively worse because of it, you know. So I think it would be nice if the, you know, people on the – on the telly started to acknowledging yeah. a little bit more. I mean, especially with our return servicemen, mate. It's yep. an absolute – it is a pandemic with them them guys because, like, there's more guys uh, – more return servicemen have died from suicide than yep. ever got killed in in, in Iraq, you know. Yep. So when that's – you're getting numbers like that, there's something drastically wrong and I think we, we've got to start working out a way to address it. I don't, yep. I don't know about medication. I don't know – I've heard a lot of horror stories about people getting worse on medication. Like yep. They have a tiny bit too much. Yep. It puts them over the edge. So I, I don't know if that's if that's the way forward. I think the best way forward is probably just to just to work out a way to approach it and yep. work out a way to be comfortable to talk about it and yep. and work out a way to to not sort of ignore the signs that yep. that you know after the fact a lot of people go oh well you know what that's right I do remember them acting in in a certain way that yep. I should have read the signs you yep. know I yep. think we've got to have them signs probably explained to us a bit better and. And uh, educate a bit more so we can maybe save some people yeah. by picking up on those signs before they get to the point where they feel that they've got nowhere to turn. Yeah, that's right. There's just trigger points that – Absolutely. And yeah. like us, they say – because we deal with the, the body retrievals. Yeah, yeah. And wow. at the time you could go, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. That's right, yeah. But they yeah. say, you know, 10 years, 20 yeah. years' time, yep. something could trigger it. Absolutely, and, and, yeah. And brings it back to that, and that's when you have the, the massive issues. Yeah. And we've got guys coming in there. Yeah, post-traumatic yeah. stress. And mm. we, we've got people in now that – so we train physically, obviously, to be physically fit with your body, to go out and rescue someone and yeah, bring them in. Yeah, of course, yeah. And I've always thought, let's do something mentally. So now we're trying to get people in training mentally to prepare yeah. when we do have to get a body retrieval. So maybe that's something we need to push – through the whole community is oh absolutely yeah know, yeah tra- training up for when we're going to get some tragedy which we're all going to have at some stage we'll have our, our ups and downs in life oh mate absolutely you know at, at the very least I reckon that you the, there could be an ad campaign run just just to educate people on the signs to look for mm. you know a lot of people sort of withdraw and pull back from from co- other people's company and, yeah. And uh, sort of make themselves an island a little bit, you know what I mean? I mean, just some stuff on picking up on that and, mm. and maybe reading the signs before, before you know, it's too late and yeah. then just how to approach it because you can sort of um, realise somebody's slipping into, mm. into, a, into a sort of dark mental place, but what do you do? Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't have a clue what to yeah. – what, what, how to approach that or what to say or what to do or – you know, I think if we maybe could educate people a little bit yep. from a from a professional point of view, how they would how they would uh, handle it, you know, it might just might just help people be able to accept that it's okay to talk about and yep. and communicate about, and then um, and then how to obviously approach the the, the subject of yep. trying to help someone. Because I think at the moment people get embarrassed to, to they do yeah to absolutely. tell people that oh I've got a, a problem or yeah whatever it is and I yeah. think they hide it and yeah you're hundred percent correct it's, we need to get that out there yeah so people don't that it becomes a norm to tell someone look oh, I'm a bit down today yeah, I've got an absolutely. issue going on yeah, at, yeah. at home or, yep. or or work or whatever it is yep. you know and I I think like from the from the individual's perspective to to talk about it is 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 obviously really really hard but it's also really really hard to from an, uh, another person's perspective, if they're picking up on somebody's uh, sort of behaviour, it's hard to say, like, hey, man, like, are you all right? And everyone's, yeah, of course I am, you yeah. know. 
Yeah. It's a sort of protection mechanism yep. to cover you from having to be honest with it, I suppose. Because yep. you yep. feel by if you if you do say, No, I'm not feeling real really good, it's like you're losing or something, yep. you know. Yep. You know what I mean? Or something like that. Or it's not it's not, you know, it's showing weakness or something. I don't I don't know, yeah. but but it's definitely there's better ways of, of um, doing and, and yeah. it wouldn't hurt just to to have a bit of you know input from the from yeah. the government or something yeah. like that to do stuff like that to try and help people cope with this yeah. sort of thing you know definitely because and the problem is the young kids and I see down the beach is social media these mm. days so everyone that posts something looks like their life is fantastic yeah, you know and, and if yeah. you've got something going on that's you look at all this other stuff and think geez I'm, I'm I am a loser I'm, I'm at the rock yeah, bottom yeah, here that's and right. you know, yeah. you've seen everyone but it's all fake. It's not yeah. half the people their lives that they put posting up is nowhere near what it what it shows. No, absolutely. And mate, you know, like I said, there's a lot of stuff out there today. You know, um, I think there's a certain amount of blame should go to the, the music industry in a way. You know, you, you've got some of this the most crudest stuff I've ever heard of. Like I used to think Kevin Bloody Wilson was pretty yeah. pretty uh, rude when <laughs> Ronnie rude. You know, yeah, yeah, but some yeah. of the stuff these young rappers and that are coming out with, and you got uh, you know twelve year old girls, you know, doing uh, sort of. Doing videos and that with yeah. their, you know, their bits hanging out and all that sort yeah. of stuff, and I, I just go like, my God, you know, like it's, it's pretty, pretty crazy just to, to get, you know, and then it's stoked with so many likes or whatever, yeah. you know, what yeah. I mean, from random strangers. So, yeah, there's a lot, of, lot of stuff that's, that's sort of a bit troubling out yeah. there at the moment, you know what I mean? But anyway, well, there is, and, and those young kids are looking up to the, you know, like yourself, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. all these music artists, and, yeah, you know, then they're, they're basically. What you guys are putting out is what yeah. they then respect. It becomes and, 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 and a, it becomes an acceptable sort of norm, you know what yeah. I mean, of behaviour. Yeah. I think you know, and, and like you know, you got um, like I, I grew up looking up to rock stars, you know, Jimmy yeah. Barnes and blokes yeah, yeah, like that, yeah, Scum yeah. and Vodka, and that yeah, sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You don't go, you don't get away with that sort of stuff no, no, anymore. No. Take it from me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, in saying that too, you know, there's no some of the stuff that comes out of these young rap. Young female rappers' mouths is, is crikey, it's yeah. fifty times worse than yeah. than half the stuff that you know you get you get castigated in the press with sometimes. Yeah. You know, so I think it's sort of it feels like there's uh, different rules apply for different right. scenarios, which is which is not a great way of sort of moving forward. I yeah. don't think because it sort of it's se- it segregates people and puts people in different categories. Yeah. I, you know, I think, um, but it, yeah, it's it's sort of a little bit a little, a little bit scary because yeah. the people get on there too just to be nasty in that as well and make yep. themselves feel good. And, and I don't sort of I definitely don't agree with it. And don't quite understand it, but yeah. I do. I can scroll through you know, twenty positive comments and then one bad one that yeah. ruins me day. You know, yeah. so it's sort of I just. Uh, which is hard. Uh, I think it's just human nature. You sort of dwell on the negative a little bit when you should be maybe praising the positive. I suppose you know, but but it is uh, it is set up that way that it gives a people give people like that a voice. You know, yeah. so it's there's a lot to. I think we're in early stages of all this social yeah. media stuff. You know, it hasn't been around long, and I think in in moving forward there'll be uh, a lot more rules and regulations and accountability is the big yeah. one. You know, I think especially if somebody. For argument's sake, you know, takes their own life because they got bullied on social mm. media. Like, why shouldn't then people or the people who created that platform be um, be, li- be, be liable yeah. for that, yeah. be accountable yeah. for yeah. it? You know what I mean? Like, they all wash their hands of it and go, like, they're all making billions. Yeah. And then when anything bad happens on there, they just wash their hands of it and blame yeah. other people. Like, they create without that platform being created, that would have never happened. So yeah. they should have some accountability and throw a bit of their wealth 
around and try and combat this epidemics things that's happening with yep. this sort of stuff and, and bullying and cyberbullying and that yep. sort of stuff because kids just can't get away get away from it these no. days. You know, it used no. to be bad enough when it was at school, but now it follows them home and, and you know, they're in their room and they're surrounded by it twenty four seven. So I think, you know, it's great for them to be making all this money, but I yep. think they should uh, be obligated by law, I reckon, to try and handle their shit, if yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean. I agree, and, yeah. and set it up in a way that kids are protected and people aren't left exposed and people are also held accountable. Like, you know, you can, on hearsay, you say someone, you can get in trouble, oh, he said this, when no one's actually heard you say yeah, it, but yeah. somebody, somebody's just alleged you say it and you can get arrested for stuff like that, you know, know what I mean? Yeah. Yet these people are posting comments on, which is which is out there forever, yeah. uh, for everyone to see, and, and, and they, they're not held accountable for it, which yeah. just dumbfounds me. I can't, I can't keep my mind around it. Yeah, I, so. I don't understand how the, the hasn't been legislated yeah, in absolutely. Law, yeah, you're accountable yeah. and, and yeah. you have to, you know, you're, you're liable for your comments or yeah. responsible at, at the very least, you know what I mean? But, I, yeah, hopefully in, moving forward there'll be, you know, regulations and stuff like that put in place. I think it's just very early in the day and we're all sort of, it's a new, it's a new world for yeah. everyone yeah. with that sort of thing and and uh, it's going to take us a while to teething problems, I suppose. You can only hope, but I definitely think something's got to be done yeah. about it because it's just <laughs> rampant at the moment. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, well, like you and I, you got followers and people yeah. looked up to us for, you know, with Bondi Rescue, with me Absolutely. and the TV yeah, show, yeah. you as, yeah. a, as a, you know, basically a you know, rock star. Yeah, um, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to be a rock star, yeah. but I'm never going to get there, mate. Yeah, that's not the same as it used to be, mate. <laughs> yeah, I think I would have been better in the 60s, 70s, mm. I reckon. Uh, yeah, I think this, this day and age yeah, is yeah. nowhere near the same. <laughs> that's right, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd probably be dead by now, though. Yeah. That's a problem. <laughs> oh, don't worry about that. <laughs> but how mm. – I mean, you seem quite resilient. You said that, you know, people – Obviously, you get the people that, that that give you the bad feedback, yeah, and and, yeah. and you know they hide behind social media or, or whatever yeah, platform yeah, yeah. that they do. Yeah. You know? But you, how do you? You said that you know it upsets you. It could be your day, could be not. Yeah. Home, but, but how do you get through that and 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 you know get to the next stage? Oh, mate. Well, a lot of the times with things that have happened to me over the years, like oh, I'm I'm quite content with it all because I actually knew what happened, not not how it was represented in yeah. the media mainly. Yeah. Which is a di- another whole, you know, whole subject of disappointment in in things not being portrayed the yeah. way they actually happen. I've got no problem taking on the chin and, and owning up to whatever uh, you know I've done to to put myself in that situation. Mm. But it's a bit frustrating when, you know, something's completely made out incorrectly. You know, the details of it to yeah. to obviously you know have more impact with the story. You know, yeah. To, yeah. to to reach more ears. So you know, the biggest thing with all them sorts of things, I don't give them a second thought because I actually know what happened and I regret the parts that I yep. should regret where I was in the wrong and, and there's been, you know, I'm not saying I was never in the wrong, don't worry <laughs> yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy to admit them and yeah. take them on the chin but yeah. but uh, the way a lot of it's been portrayed was, was completely farcical, yep. to be honest. Yep. Absolutely ridiculous. So yeah. I know where you're coming from because I was in a similar... With um, one night, I had you know, too much to drink, decided well, I'll drive my car down the road, which mm. was dead. So I was only going probably from, from one end of Bondi to the other. Stupid, yeah. stupid decision. Yeah, yeah. I, I co- copped that on the chin. Yeah. But the way they wrote it is like, yeah. I really killed 10 people. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. You, you, you're on the other, wrong side of the road. Absolutely. And I'm thinking, yeah, it wasn't yeah. even that at all. It just no. got pulled over the side. Of the, that was yeah. it, you know. Yeah, and, and, no, yeah, that's it's ex- just ridiculous on how they, they oh, portray mate, stuff. Absolutely. Like I, I think I was watching one show about the can throwing inc- inc- uh, incident and, and uh, 
the the presenter said, oh, you know, Shannon and I went on a rant, which I did, a hell of a rant, by the way. <laughs> but I don't regret it one bit because yeah. the bloke need killed me with a can and yeah. that wasn't just the one. And the, yeah, thing, yeah. the thing that annoyed me, the presenter went, oh, the, the uh, entertainment journal went, oh, Shannon and I went on a rant after a can was thrown. And I think the presenter went, oh, I think it was more than one, wasn't it? And he went, no, 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 it was just one. And I yeah, went, yeah. you. Because <laughs> yeah. that, that's what aggravated me because yeah. there was like, well, I'd asked them to stop. Six times, and we counted 35 cans on stage yeah, after yeah, the show. Yeah, My yeah. bass player got hit with an empty bottle of rum before we even started. Yeah. And and it was the venue's responsibility to protect us, or yeah. or if I'd have walked off like anybody else would have in yeah. the music industry, that would have bankrupted the event. They would have, yeah. they would have probably rioted the yeah, way yeah, they were yeah, going on. Yeah. So we, for the betterment of the of the event, we stayed out yeah. there and put up with it. And yeah. then you know, then enough was enough. And I just looked up and one come yeah. was whizzing past my eyelid, missed me by about yeah. you know a millimeter. So I just it scared the shit out of me to be honest. I, I went that yeah. would have killed me. Yeah. My wife pregnant was pregnant at the time with our new little fella and unborn baby, and I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, that could have yeah, killed yeah, me. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And I just went, you. Yeah. And lost and got a bit cranky. Yeah. yeah. Well, which I think I think people can understand. Yeah, when I was getting enough. hammered in the press, I said, "Well, how about I go and get a cart and stand over there and just start throwing them at you?" Or you're yeah, yeah, that's to, right. Well, you're trying to do the news. Yeah, 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 that's right. So yeah, you go with it. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, well, it's like us at the beach. The same thing is people don't see that. Like I've had times I've been there with a resuscitation, so I have got mm. someone dead in front of me. Yeah. I'm trying to revive them, get yep. them back to life. Yep. And you got. We call it the ring of death. People just tend to want to yeah, any tragedy. Want people want to come yeah, around. Yeah, and have a yeah, yeah. It's like a pub fight. Everyone That's goes right. out yeah, and watch. Yeah, everyone mm. goes and watch. Yeah. Anyway, they're all there. But I had guys pushing me in the back. I'm trying to do compressions, putting me, and then start spitting at us. You know, and you're and, kidding. And you're going, well, you blow what? up, and then what yeah. happens is people go, oh. Well, you, yeah, you know, yeah, said, yeah. Well, mate, I got someone. Yeah, that's right. Dead in front you're of the me. bad I'm guy. I'm yeah. the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. But you're um, spinning on me. Like, yeah, unbelievable, yeah. isn't it? But no, but nobody ever hears that. No, they don't no, hear. Even that. if they you told them that, they go, "Oh yeah, of course, covering your tracks now." You know what I mean? But yeah. they would, yeah. they just go, "No, no, you're a, you're a wanker for blowing up." You know what I mean? That's right. Yeah. It's because you've got sides of the story, mate. You know. And that's like me with mine. I copped the the 14 months of not being able to drive. Yep. But I and even in there, they they gave me probably should have got six months. Any other person yeah. would have got six months, but yeah, because yeah, he yeah. goes, oh, but people look up to you and this and that. Yeah, and, and yeah. Everything. So, yeah. so I get I get double yeah. to the normal normal thing. Yeah, so yeah. Which, people, which people don't is, see the other side. No, no, how much absolutely. In the in the um, public eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how much right. more pressure and how much yep. goes on, and and people don't see the full full story. No, really. that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, it's, it's sort of it's more outrageous the. The, the scenario they can make it, you know what I mean, yeah, yeah. and they don't even care about nah. making it up or anything. There's just there's it's just all about clicks. Just, yeah, it's just yeah, how many yeah, people read bait. it and click yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But so. they just put anything in there. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. Anyway, on a uh, on another note, I've, I've recently got married. To, yes, uh, to Karen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, yeah. to the uh, But the thing is, mate, it's my third time. So, and I've seen. Third time you, lucky, mate. Yeah, you proposed <laughs> to your wife again, and yeah, and tell yeah. us a bit about that, and and mate, if if you got any tips, to, you seem to be, <laughs> be going very well. You seem to, uh... yeah. Oh, mate, I tell you what, I'm I, I, I just, I'm the I'm the uh, fourth child, mate. Oh, the fifth child, fourth child. I ain't that about fifth child. Sorry. So uh, no, um, yeah, my wife and I and the family, we always love going to Hamilton Island. We love going to a place in Australia. I, lo- I love Australia. I'd much rather mm. have a look right around Australia at everything there is to look at before we head off overseas anywhere. So we found uh, Hamilton Island a few years ago and we just love it, you know, every year. And there's a little chapel there. And uh, when we were sort of planning last year's 
Holland Aves, which you never happen because of, of obvious reasons, COVID. Yeah. Well, I'm still waiting for the honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, well, we sort of, uh, I said, we talked about just doing a family thing over there and having the three boys as the groomsmen and Sienna, our daughter, as the matron of honour and, and just doing a family thing while we're there, you know. So it was just a bit of a throwaway idea, just a nice little, get some nice photos and that sort of thing, a nice little family moment while we're away together and, and then obviously we couldn't go there last year. And then this year we came around and, and I, I'm not, we're not great on present buying for each other, you know yeah. what I mean? We're sort of, which is great because <laughs> I'm the worst shopper in the world. <laughs> so, so am I. I like that comment. I'm yeah. going to I'm gonna play that to Karen for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, just let them buy them for themselves, mate. No, so uh, I did a uh, Christmas party for a couple, of, a couple of years in a row at a mate's, uh, for his mate's jewellery store in Newcastle. And um, I said, oh, look. Have you got a really nice ring that I can um, I can trick Ross? I want to just get you to give it to her to, to wear on the night, you know, just to show off the jewellery store. And at the end of the night, I'll yeah. I'll just grab her up on stage and say, I've yeah, actually yeah. I bought this for you, you know. So yeah, yeah. he went, yeah, no worries. And he, he was right into it and loved it. He's just such a great, a great, great jeweller. He's been doing dealing with jewellery since he's yeah. like 14. He's, he, he sort of did all the all the legwork to his dad's. His dad invented right. a locket. A, a lock for a locket that was revolutionary oh, okay. and they did a patent and he was handling all the like ringing in all the uh, distributors in yeah, the US yeah, and all yeah. that since he was like 14 so if there was ever a man to be a jeweller this guy's him you yeah. know so uh, <laughs> he was quite excited by the idea and then so when I got Ross back up there I thought oh well, we might as well make it official because we talked about it anyway so yeah. I said oh and I got that ring for you just ask if you'd marry me again sort of thing so <laughs> you know I don't think I think she didn't say yes at the time. <laughs> Straight away, I think she did, she did a little while later. But was a, I caught her off guard, which is which give her a bit of a surprise, which is cool. So, well, when I proposed to um, Karen, I, I pulled the box out, and she said yes before I even opened the box. I thought, geez, I could have just could have the box. He could have a fruit loop in there. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, mate, you must be doing something right then, eh? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, that's a great story. They're goodwill stories, mate. There's, there's not enough of them out there these days. Well, you've um, you've moved down sort of the country uh, yeah. recently, and yep. you know you've got some what horses and and everything yep. down there, and mate, everyone uh, yeah thinks I'm I, I work at the beach. How great it is at the beach yeah, yeah, and now yeah. all my life and everything, but they don't see that, that Karen's got a horse up at uh, Terry Hills. Yeah, so every weekend I'm up there with her and I'm shoveling shit. <laughs> So, what's it like down there on a farm? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's shovel a bit of shit down there too, mate. Don't worry about that. No, nah, mate, it's, it's been really good. We got out there in about May last year, so it was sort of, you know, I had you know, no work for the rest, or well, m- majority of the rest of the year sort of thing, and, and instead of just sort of being locked inside like we would have been at the residential place we're at in, in the Shire there, because I, I grew up on a farm, so... We were trying to trying to buy chooks and sheep, and well, I'll tell you what, but it was like after toilet paper, the next <laughs> next thing everyone was binging on was chooks. Yeah, you couldn't buy a chook <laughs> to save your life. Absolutely, there was nobody had chooks anywhere down the Southern Highlands. Went to all the rural stores. Nah, we're out of chooks. Yeah. I'm going like, what's this? Every man their dogs buying Brought chooks. chooks. So, yeah, <laughs> I bought. Ended up buying a couple of these purebreds, and they're nearly worth more than my sheep. <laughs> I'm going, hang on, you can only get one feed out of a chook from memory, and get a few out of a sheep. So. <laughs> but it was really good. We um, we really enjoyed it, especially with the little bloke. We got him a little John Deere tractor, a um, little electric one, you know, and he's just – it's the best money we've ever spent, you know. Yeah. He's, he's sort of that little – now we walk up and down the back a few times 
and and he ends up knocking up so you got to carry him you know but right. now he's got his little tractor he, he beats you up there and he's got a little trailer <laughs> and carries a, the feed for the sheep and the chooks and that it's it's just a, a great little uh setup you know for for a little kid um, yeah. growing up like that you know open open spaces and yeah. room to move and well, it's and, great uh, for kids because you, you you can't get that in Sydney anymore. Growing no, up. no, look, absolutely, yeah, it, it's just impossible. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah that, it, it's fantastic. Well, even another thing with the, with the older boys, you know, like growing up in the farm, every afternoon when we'd knock off, we'd sort of end up having to kick out, mm. outside the the house, yeah. you know, um, just with the footy. My brothers and I and my uncles and all that, we'd all yeah. be out there and have a bit of a kick, and then we jump and head back into town or whatever. Yeah. Since we've been out there, the older boys and I have been. Uh, Having a kick, you know, just in the yard and spend, yeah, yeah. and we well, yeah, wouldn't have that room to do that unless yeah. you're in the middle of the road, sort of thing, yeah. in the residential area. So that just as a tiny little benefit has has, yeah. has uh, been something I've really noticed. It's been a lot of fun, and and their their skills have, have you know really benefited from yeah. from just that competition with each other, trying yeah. to outmark each other and that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It didn't help me much. I I blew my knee out again <laughs> trying to trying to kick it to him. So I'm back in looking like I need another Rico from having the kicks. So it didn't work out so well for me, but it's great for them. It's great for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, the uh, the other thing You've obviously been to the beach over the over the yeah. years, mate. Have you ever been caught in a rip, or is there any yeah, story no, down there around the beaches? No, um, yeah, one time I think my, my dad, my dad and my brother were there one time. The bloke was struggling a little bit, so dad sort of went to give him a hand, and and then dad got in trouble too. And my brother was going out on his way out there too, and dad sort of said, you know, you stay get back because I'm in trouble here. And then a fellow come, young bloke come across his surfboard, yeah. said, you're right, I'll follow dad. Dad nearly. <laughs> Shoved him straight <laughs> up the surfboard because he was in real trouble, yeah. I think, and starting to really gasp. Yeah. And now, and Dad jumped on the surfboard and paddled in, and he said the young bloke was beat me in there. <laughs> <laughs> he said so they could swim, you know. Yeah, yeah. But he was just amazed at that how powerless he felt yeah. in there, you know. And, and a couple of times down at the Cronulla, there I was just, you get out of that that part where it's, it's just too deep to touch the bottom, yeah. then you you get hammered by the waves. Because yeah. oh mate, I grew up swimming in rivers and yeah. stuff like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we, there were and dams. dams. <laughs> you know, you're spiking yeah. your feet on the sheep skulls at, yeah. the, at the bottom <laughs> of the mud. Um, so the the whole concept of of current and and just repetition of, the, of waves. Yeah. You know, yeah. and if you just that bit too high, you get pummeled and rolled, yeah. and then yeah. you know, and then you just put your head up and you and you're out of breath again. I just got back in there uh, last summer. And I went, I've got, because it was taking me out, and I went, I've got one chance at this, and yeah. I was out of breath by that stage, and I just put my head down and just went as hard as I could, and yeah. it absolutely exhausted myself, but just got in far enough to dig yeah. some toes into the sand, yeah. and then I could push myself and walk back in yeah. and get the rest of the way back in. I walk back in and try and make out everything's all cool, and I'm going, <laughs> <laughs> like that, and I said to, I said to the miss, I went, oh, and he fucking drowned there. It was crazy scared, absolute crap out of me. Yeah, oh, it happens quick, and... um. <clears throat> But we've got a campaign now that, that floating. So if you float with a rip, ninety percent of the time we'll pull you across onto the sandbank where you can stand up, or we'll yeah, right. push you to where the waves are. Yep. So we're trying to get that out there now, and and so like you said, you, you're swimming and then you get you're physically exhausted. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and what happens to people is they get, you know, they might have fifty strokes, hundred strokes before, then that's that's about as far as they can go. Yep. Yep. And if you're not standing up, and like you, you, you were right, saying, yeah. if you if you were kept swimming and got to that point, yep. And hadn't stood up you're on the sand, but you're yeah. exhausted, yeah. and that's when you just sink. They call it the like, that's the silent drowning because you can't yeah. even yell out to. No, you're no, just that yeah, exhausted. Could, yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. no, that sounds great. That's something we uh, we try to do and get out there. That the, mm. the floating, so float, float to survive. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. Oh, it makes so much sense, yeah. mate. Because because you just 
you you know burning every bit of energy you got yeah. and, and going against the tide sort yeah. of thing you know yeah. so it's totally probably thinking about it rationally yeah. is the stupidest thing to do in the world trying to go against it you yeah, know because right. you yeah. just you're not moving forward yeah. and you're just exhausting yourself yeah. so you're yeah. better off just floating with it getting out around the corner a bit yeah. and then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I was trying. I was going. I was getting further away from the beach. Going, I've got to be over there. <laughs> so I'll keep that in mind for next yeah, time. Yeah, next time, just float. Yeah. <laughs> just float. Absolutely. <laughs> Mate, one uh, last thing. What does the beach mean to you? And the other thing <clears throat> is, the beach ever triggered something to write a song? Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, because we lived in the shy for probably fifteen years. And like I said, I, I grew up um, in, in dry country. You know? well, yeah. I mean, I wasn't even a, a river kid because we were 50Ks or 40Ks from, from the right. river. So, like, uh, we'd swim in dams and stuff like that, you know. And, and then as I got older, we did fishing in that in the river and swimming in the river and stuff yeah. like that. And then a bit of water skiing and things like that. But um, we're, we're totally not ever a, a, a beachy type person. Yeah. My brother won't even... He won't even have a bath when he's in Sydney. He's, he's too scared of the shark swimming up the plug up. <laughs> he's got a practice, he says. He just sits on the sand. He goes, I don't go into their territory and they don't come onto mine. So, uh, <laughs> That's a fair deal. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I sort of, but, but towards the end, of, um, before we moved out on the acreage there, I, I did really, uh, was starting to get a real calming effect, especially on rainy days because I, I really love rainy days because for me, Growing up on the farm, it, it represents you know new life and 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 hope. Yep. Um, rain, and I think you know because not obviously your crops can't grow without without rain, and yep. your garden won't grow without rain, your grass won't grow without rain. So when it rains for me, I I, I sort of have a big smile on my face yep. and, and a bit of a skip my step, you know. So yeah. I think to uh, to to sort of just watch the waves come in and and the rain and the and the storms come in over mm. the over the water, it just had a really soothing effect. Yeah. For me, um, I could be sort of struggling with with whatever's going on at the time, but I'd go and sit up there and, and just sit, sit in the car or sit in the bottom of the car, just on the wall there at Cronulla, and watch the yeah. watch the water, the yeah. waves come in. It was just something really. I, I always felt better yeah. after it, so I really started to pick up on that while we we're there. Yeah. So I think you know that uh, time living near the water like that sort of ha- has definitely changed me opinion of the water and thoughts yeah. about the water. I really. I really like having that um, that mix now. Mm. Like uh, last weekend, we did a gig up in Bribe Island, and and yeah. uh, and we're up at the Sunshine Coast at um, up there. So we yeah. I can't bloody remember, but I was right on the beach, you know. Yeah. And it yeah. was just great to go out there and watch the waves yeah. and and be near the water again, you know, because we've sort of been out there for for nearly oh, since May last year, and you sort of don't see a lot of the water, and that obviously out there, even yeah. though it's not that far away, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, it's just over up Picton Road, and you're nearly there, but. If you don't go up there, you don't have to go up there. You don't go up there, sort of thing. So um, it was really nice to get um, up the up the Sunshine Coast there and, and you know and have a swim and yeah. and get in, in in amongst the water again. So I definitely think it's it's impacted me in a positive way for oh, sure. That's good, mate. We might uh, get you to write the new. Um Theme song for Bondi Rescue. Oh, yeah. We'll get rid of Thirsty Merc. They've yeah. been around for 16 years. <laughs> yeah, and we'll bring Nolsey in for the new one. <laughs> they done all right. Yeah, great song that one too, mate. I'll tell you, nothing, nothing suits the show better than that one, I'll tell you. But, uh, yeah, I, I definitely think uh, just the, the feeling it gives you in that, there's definitely, yeah. you know, the, if you went in and asked our songwriters, you know, over the years, there'd, there'd be so many songs written about yeah. the surf, you yeah. know what I mean, yeah. about that very, that very same feeling that uh, I was just talking yeah. about, I'll tell yeah. you, yeah. No, oh, that's great, mate. Uh, Nolsey, it's been fantastic having you in the beach shack. And, Thanks, uh, bud. Mate, uh, hopefully uh, the year picks up and you've yeah. got plenty of gigs. We'll be right, mate. Thanks, I appreciate Cheers, it, mate. buddy. Cheers, Cheers, mate. 
It was great to have Shannon Noel in the Beach Shack. For your chance to have Shannon rock out at your wedding, head to www.winmysinger.com before the 31st of March. Thanks to Simon Kerwood Jewelers. All the details will be in the show notes. Moving on now to Beach Banter, we have Reedy in the Beach Shack and we're going to chat about our trip to Europe back in the days when you could travel. Hey, Reedy, mate. Welcome to the Beach Shack. Thanks. It's good to be back. It's, yeah. uh, yeah, it's a bloody beautiful day again down here at Bondi. Mate, the view never changes. <laughs> never changes. <laughs> it's exactly the same thing. Drunken well, Irish backpackers. Yeah, mate. Well, <laughs> we're talking about Irish uh, backpackers. I remember the uh, trip we did over through Europe and, uh, who would have thought? Story, we got a few stories there. Who would have thought four lifeguards could fly first class to the UK <laughs> and uh, and have some fun? Didn't we have some fun? Probably one of my favourite stories from that trip was uh, obviously we went to the UK and then we spent a little bit of time in Sweden where we lifeguarded for a week at Gotland Island and then on the other side of Sweden in Tillerson. Yeah. Gons was with us. We had Gons. We, we had, had Gons uh, and Maxi. Maxi. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, don't I think, think one of your mates tagged along somewhere, was it? Yeah, Sweden? Cowboy. Yeah, yeah. Cowboy came. Corey? Corey. Yeah. I don't know if – yeah, Corey was there because maybe we went to see Roxette and he uh, he was too tight to pay for the ticket, so he sat outside oh, with right. his girlfriend. Yeah, and listened to it over the fence. <laughs> listened to it over the fence. <laughs> oh, Johnny Moth, moth Wallet. But, uh, no, nah, I'll never forget when we uh, – the first time we were showering in the communal showers in, for the, with the lifeguards over there in Sweden <laughs> and it was the first time we all walk in and there was a couple of girl lifeguards and – couple of guy lifeguards and they've got a communal shower like we used to have down there at Bondi and they're very liberal down there they just get in in the raw no problems and we normally do in the men's change room but they yeah. they have combined men's and women and there were two of the Swedish girls and they, they were very unattended to downstairs <laughs> and they've just stormed on in and there's Troy the like, and we thought I oh, went in Rome I'm pretty sure you me and me and Maxie went nerd and yeah. there was Troy wasn't having a bar of it Troy put his sports <laughs> shorts on and he's standing there and the look on his face as he's looking at this girl <laughs> with the hairiest bush you've ever seen <laughs> and she's just staring she said Troy why do you have your shorts on? <laughs> and I think we all gave him a hard time about having a small pecker, but there was no way he was taking his shorts off. Oh, I remember that was, it was I, I just didn't know what was happening. I was in there and <laughs> just having a shower. I think like we do, you know, here yeah. at Bondi. Yeah. And the next thing you know, yeah, the girls have got nothing on and I'm looking around thinking maybe I'm not in the wrong shower here or what's happening, you know? And I remember though, then I thought, oh, well, I'll go and have a, uh, so I put the boardies on later. I'll, I'll go and have, jump in the sauna. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. I jumped in there, same thing. Same the thing. The girls are in there, they're in the nude just sitting back. <laughs> and I just, you know, you just don't know where to look. Yeah, you don't. And, 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 and even when they, you know, like we're, I don't know about you, Bruce, but I'm used to <laughs> the ladies I date being quite well manicured downstairs and this girl wasn't, it was yeah, it was interesting, and yeah, oh, you, you used to date supermodels, mate. <laughs> of yeah, course, that's a different level. You know that, Bruce. <laughs> no, but, <it's>, yeah. <laughs> but it was uh, great. No, it was uh, what a trip that was, and yeah, an eye opener. Well, that's it was a great education, and I think Gonzo mm. was only young as well. So yeah, yeah, it was he, a good uh, education for him. He would have probably been only like a very early twenties, if yeah, not if, even if nineteen. That, he might have been nineteen twenty. Yeah. yeah, and we did. We also did some training with the helicopter crew over there. We uh, they yeah. dropped. Remember, they dropped us That's in right. the Baltic Sea at eleven degrees, and we That's were thinking, right. oh, geez, we won't have much Baltic going on downstairs. <laughs> Mine were quite small, mate. But uh, <laughs> I remember floating out there. Remember, they dropped us, and the boat took off. Yeah, and the whole what five of us were just floating around 
And they said, oh, the helicopter will be here soon. Remember, we were flying, there was nothing, there was no land. I wasn't 100% sure no the helicopter, helicopter was coming yeah, back. I thought they <laughs> stitched us up. We couldn't understand any of the language they're talking about. We're just floating around this Baltic Sea. Not a word, but nah, mate, that was a great trip. I actually think, you know what, I reckon if you search deep enough, I think the blog I did for that trip, was it would still be live and there'd be some great videos on there of, of us all out. Yeah, in, floating in the Baltic Sea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, what a great trip. <laughs> great trip. <laughs> Thanks, mate, for coming in. No worries. My pleasure. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Remember to subscribe to Life's a Beach wherever you get your podcasts and hit us up with questions, comments, or follow us on our social media channels, which you can find in our show notes. That's it for today, beach fans. Stay safe and swim between the flags.